0: right, welcome to Trapped Emotions Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. I'm your other host, Tyler. And uh, we're here to talk about emotions, trapped emotions that men don't always talk about. I think we're going to get into some things that, you know, we felt personally, and I'm sure a lot of other men, and not just men, but, you know, everybody's felt out there that we don't always talk about. Um, You know, in our journey, we've come to realize how important it is to talk about these things and to vocalize them and just get them off our chest so that's what we're gonna do and um you know I hope you're ready for it because we are so I mean I think I think the important thing is,
1: is to understand how we got here right so we kind of got here from myself kind of going through an emotional breakdown and me and Andrew kind of got on the same page we got to talk in and boom here we are with you guys so We've gone back and forth on different content that we wanted to put out and how we wanted to put this out. And I think what we're going to do is start this off with why we got here, right? So I'm going to go ahead and start with this unmanageability of emotions, right? So we're going to break this down and this is all on my Facebook thing. If you want to see it, um, you can read along with us. but in a sense like let me break this down right so it kind of goes like this so this is where it all started from i i wrote this publicly and trying to become more vulnerable because i struggled with vulnerability right so what i wrote was part one of seven right so we're going to break down all seven throughout this process that's kind of where we're going to go is break down the emotional connection of where we were during this time so part one was the unmanageability of emotions right So It is only when I feel empty and it's gnawing at the corners of my mind that I ask for mercy. From the self-sabotage, I am falling spiritually, mentally, and out of control. This is not what was planned. The spirits I feel are at the window, gathering as I hear demons scream. I am sick and tired of this bullshit. There are millions of candles burning for a help that never came. There is a lover in this story, but the story is a paradox for suffering. I feel like I'm in a cage and you can't keep a phoenix in a bird cage. So poof, I disappear. And I blow out the millions of candles that burn for that fucking help that never came. I burn a relationship to the ground just to be alone. Feeling like the son of Billy Jean, I feel I should, stay, I should stay with a broken heart. I am I can't even blame you. I will play career suicide just for eye rolls and fun. I let life blow blow up and create chaos. I sit in a circle and let the world burn around me. Laughing while crying. I find beauty in the pain and misery. Let's burn this bitch down, self-sabotage just to lose everything out of boredom or maybe survivor's guilt. I thought I sewed the wounds up. But they just bled through. So they bleed onto all the people in my life, emotionally and mentally. I am hurting. In return, I hurt people close to me. Hurt people, hurt people. That little voice whispers inside: "Kill them all because they don't appreciate you." This is what mental health looks like in the feeling in, and feels like before. And then I, I wrote about, you know, before any phone messages or text messages and stuff, it's, you know, I'm not the only person who thinks fucked up. We all do, and we can all heal. But we must be willing to explore the dark places in our mind in order to heal. We must be willing to work on ourselves in order to properly heal. This means getting uncomfortable and not being afraid to say what is in our head and not being afraid to say... Bro, I'm dying on the inside, and find the root, and find the root cause as to why we self-sabotage and why we do these things that harm us. And you know, and I finish this off with like, I bet you feel like the whole world is hating on you. Well, it's the whole. It sounds like the whole world is waiting on you. I can't go on on this way. Something needs to change. Actually, comes from Young Jeezy, to be honest (laughs) with
0: you, right? But I mean, that's part one, right? And, you know, I remember when you came to me and started talking to, about this. And the crazy part <clears throat> is that I was going through something similar. You know, I was struggling with my emotions and my emotional state at that point. And, you know, it just had some things that I didn't really talk about. And then, you know, Tyler <laughs> opened up to me. And in turn, you know, I was able to open up with him because I felt comfortable You know, as another man, hearing another man's story and how he struggles with his emotions. You know, I let everything out. And, you know, we talked. And, and you know, like we really got deep into what we were feeling. Not just the situations that happened in our life, but how they made us feel. And that was all part of of the healing process. And it was so important to speak about what was really going on inside my head. And you know, when Tyler opened up, you know, I remember just feeling like, wow, you know, that we should talk about this more. You know, we should we should share this with other men and and let them know that it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. You know, it's okay to feel these feelings. And it's okay to talk about it, you know, because you know, these trapped emotions only make things worse. And you know, we get to the point where We're having these daily conversations for an hour or two, you know, while we're going through this. And it's just like so awakening and enlightening, like this is helping, you know, this is really making us realize that these things that we go through are normal and it's okay to talk about them. And I remember when you were really feeling that, you know, not only did I feel my own emotion, but I could feel your emotion, you know, and it was... It was, like, a moment where the realization of
2: how I'm not the only sensitive man out there, you know? Well, I think I think what's important is, like, how,
1: um, how we got there, right? Is yeah. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, I started going through this emotional problems. Like, in my head, like, I started really struggling because it felt like, and it, it just felt like the whole weight of the world was on me, and it felt like I couldn't, I couldn't feel this pain, right? And and, and at the same time, I feel addicted to the pain, right? And like like I talked in there about the self sabotage, right? So a lot of that is like, because at the time, like I was in a relationship, and like I, I was going, you know, I I go to work, like I'm doing all these things that like I'm supposed to be doing, right? But at the same token, like, I felt like, I felt like it was, uh, that's a fire alarm going off by the way, in case anybody's wondering. It's six o'clock right it really now. It's me, for me off guard for a minute,
0: right? <laughs> but anyway. It's
1: all right. We threw that in there for real. Yeah,
0: fun. right? Anyway. The um, so iron's like, going off. Indeed. <laughs> so,
1: like, I, I had started going with <laughs> self-sacrifice and stuff, because, like, I was, I was just unhappy, right? Like, I, I was unhappy with everything that was going on. And like I kept trying to talk about it and I felt like I couldn't talk about it. And I felt like the weight of the world is just, just sitting on me. And like, you know, like I, I grew up Catholic, right? And you know, don't hold that against me. Um I, <laughs> but I grew up Catholic, so like I remembered like, you know, like my grandma and everybody, they used to burn candles at the church, right? And I felt like all my life, like people have been burning these candles for me and like where and like I, I just felt abandoned. felt like where where the fuck's the help you know what i mean where's this god that you call upon because like i'm struggling i'm in this emotional wreck right now and like it was like you know i start isolating right so like i start pushing friends away i start pushing you know i broke i I got out of that relationship you know like i i just started pushing everybody away because i'm like I, i can't mentally take care of myself right now and like And I remember you calling. You actually didn't call until part two. Right? But you had called and was like. Bro like I feel this. I'm going through the same shit. Right? And that's what made me feel like. Damn I'm not alone. And like. You know. Crazy me. And like. This is kind of what everybody expects of me anyway. Is like. I I just throw shit out there. Right? I wear my emotions on my sleeve anyway. And like when I had put that on Facebook. Because I did it publicly. And like. When I had started throwing that shit out there, just seeing people's response, like, oh, my God, I'm going through it, too, made me realize, like, I got to go deeper. because like, I'm not alone. And, like, let me go deeper because, you know, 17 years of build up, you know, we go through recovery process, you know, because, as most people know, like, I'm a recovering addict. But 17 years of this shit, so, like, I I, I got sober in, like, what, 2006? So I'm going through this shit, and, like, I still have all this built up stuff because like you never fully work on it. Mm. Cause like I mask it. Right. Yeah. And that's what I learned was I masked it with, well, I, I'm going to go to college. Right. So like I went to school and I'm like, now look, look at me now. Right. And like, I get this degree and it's like, cool. Like I, you know, I got, I got a master's now. Like I know what I'm doing. And it was like, oh, well that's just a front, like all that of paper means is i can read a book and tell it back to you i know how to use google right well it didn't it didn't teach me you know like i was i was
2: talking with justin like they didn't teach me how to deal with emotions. taught me how to recognize them not deal with them and not express them
0: and i I like what you said about you know the self-sabotage because it takes me back to you know how i was self-sabotaging myself For years and didn't even understand it, you know, because it was me not dealing with the real emotions I was feeling. I just kept ignoring it because, oh, no, that's just normal. This is normal. What what people go through, I will eventually get over it and be able to, you know, have a a decent way of handling certain situations and everything. And, you know, like Tyler, of course, many of you know, you know, I'm also in recovery and, you know, working to better myself. In all other aspects of my life has been great, but I ignored so many things because I didn't think that they were really affecting me as much as they were. You know, I mean, the fact that it took me so long to realize that I had problems managing relationships, not just relationships romantically, but relationships with friends and people because. I felt that it was easier to push them away before they got to know what was really going on. And I think that that's how I was self-sabotaging myself Mm -hmm. without really cognizantly realizing what I was doing. It was just so much easier when things got tough to push people away. You know, like, no, like, like, let's just, it's too much, you know, and, and so I would push people away and I was self-sabotaging, you know, it was so much easier to be alone than to share what was going on with other people close to me. And I think mm. by me thinking that it would just fix itself in the future, that that really like that really off put, you know, my the healing process. And, you know, in the beginning when we started talking, one of the things I realized is that just like with other aspects of my life, I'm not going to heal unless I talk about it, unless I vocalize what's going on, you know, and talk to another person or just, you know, share with whoever, you know, share with you guys. It's very important. And the self-sabotaging has been something that I've been doing without even realizing it, you know, and, and you said that and it just, you know, it really made me think like, what am I doing? You know, you know what I think, like, the crazy thing is, is that I
1: was thinking is like, so like well, as I was writing this and stuff, like one of the things that I had said was like I will burn everything to the ground right, just for fun right, and I think it's because like at the end of the day, like I, I, I feel addicted to that pain because like I feel that survivor's guilt right, and and we're going to talk more about that later in the, the next couple episodes, but because I go deeper into that, but like I, I really felt that survivor's guilt, and I, I think what really hemmed me up the most was the
2: fact of the recovery aspect, right? Is because, you know, like with what I do, what I do for a
1: profession, and what I do, you know, in normal life and like recovery and like just people and stuff, it's hard, man. Like when you want to like. You know what I mean? Like, I I relive constant trauma every day with dealing with new people and, like, trying to help them through their problems. But on top of that, like, it's hard when you're struggling and you want to say you're struggling and people look at you like, well, you're not supposed to struggle. Like, you can't struggle. Why are you struggling? Like, you you can't mentally be in this place because, you know, you become... You know, like, I, I have... Like people would say to me, like, "Well, you have a degree in this, like, don't you? Don't you know the problem?" Well, yeah, I understand the problem, but it doesn't mean that I don't feel it. You know what I mean? And like, and then I would have people talk, like, I would try talking to people, and people would be, would laugh, right? They would kind of be like, "Oh, ha 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 ha!" I'm like, "I'm not joking. Like, I'm really mentally struggling, right?" And like, because I did, I felt like I feel, I, and I still do feel. Like i'm trapped in a cage right and like that's why like i had talked about like a phoenix in a bird cage right because everybody would always make those comparisons to us where the phoenix is the rise out of the ashes because like i don't do heroin anymore right <laughs> but okay cool like i'm not doing that and like i'm i'm good but at the same time like i'm struggling and like it, it feels like they put us in a cage because it's like well you've got to a certain place now in life, and like, you're supposed to be okay. And it's like, no, man, like, I I still struggle with these daily emotions. And like, I still, and like especially when I started writing that, because that was what, like, two months, Mm -hmm. two, three months ago. And like, two, three months ago was the worst. And like, I'm still not emotionally okay. Like, I'm still a train wreck. I get, I mean, you know that from talking to me every day. I'm still a train wreck, right? And like, I still self-sabotage, right? And like you had mentioned about relationships, I am terrible at relationships, right? Because sometimes I'm toxic. I'm the toxic one, right? Like, I can admit that. Like, there's times I've been in a relationship where they're not toxic. I am. But it's easier to blame them, right? And we all do that. Like, you know, how many times have we been in relationships, you and I both, where we've sat down and been like, and that's something we uncovered in our phone call, right? Where we were talking, like, Yo, this girl da 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 da, and she was doing this and acting like this, and I wanted this and I wanted to be like this, and we're like, whoa, slow down. Shit, I'm the problem. I'm trying to control this situation or I'm trying to do these things because, like, I feel like I'm trapped in a bubble, right? So, like, yeah, like I find it easier to isolate, right? I would rather be alone because if I'm alone. I only have to deal with me and my cat, right? And, Pickles. Yeah, Pickles ain't going to yell at me, right? Well, he does. He yells at me for some treats, but you know what I mean? Like, Pickles ain't going to yell at me that much. And, like, he, uh, you know what I mean? And, like, he's easy to take care of. So, like, it's easier for me to just be content with sitting at home and trying, you know, and I always joke about going with the flow, right? And it's a fucking lie, right? And that's a goddamn lie. Like, at the end of the day, like, I struggle mentally a lot because, like, I'm not... I'm not always okay. And, like, as we've discovered going through our phone conversations, like, damn, how many masks do I wear? You know what I mean?
0: Like, I wear a lot of masks.
2: You know what I mean?
0: Definitely. You know, and that just really had me thinking about the things that I go through with that we've talked about, about, you know, it's it's similar to wearing a mask, but it's, like, trying to be someone Stronger than who I really am on the inside, you know. As 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 us men, we're you know we're taught at a young age to portray this men don't um, cry this this figure of strength and someone that's unshakable, someone that handles his own, doesn't have to doesn't talk to anyone about it. And the thing is, it's like. You know, for so many years, I've always said, I don't need anyone. You know, I do everything on my own. You know, I'm a single dad. I take care of my daughter. I work a job. I cook. I clean. I do laundry. I do everything that, you know, a person can do. Like, what do I need a woman for? Or what do I need other people in my life, you know? And and I think that that was really a mask that I was wearing because I didn't want to show people that I want to be comforted. That I want to be talked to, like, asked, how's your day going? Like, I want someone to be there. But as a man, I didn't want to show that vulnerability, you know, because that made you weak, you know. But deep down, all those years, you know, in those failed relationships, that's what I wanted. I wanted someone to care for me. I wanted someone to love me. You know, I wanted someone to be there for me and my daughter. And I was just too, you know, too egotistical to admit it, you know. and. And I think that with all this, I've really been uncovering these things about myself. And it's opened me up to realize that it's okay as a man to feel those things. It's okay as a man to want those things. You know, we want to be comforted. We want to be talked to. You know, we want to be cuddled with. As men love that, you know, and we want someone that's going to give that to us. You know, we want someone that's not afraid to do that. You know, and it's it's something that's really been showing itself to me lately, thank God, you know, and, and I'm, I'm getting that now, and I'm realizing like how much I've missed this and how the old heart in me was foolish for ignoring this for all these years, you know, because I do need people, you know, I need people in my life, not just, you know, A female, but I need friends, you know, and friends is something that's a whole nother subject we can get into, you know, just like Tyler said, I also have the ability to push people away that aren't fitting into my life, you know, and I don't really think about it. I've been doing it since I was a kid. You know, I've always had a specific friend that I hung out with all the time for a month, a year or so, a few months, it doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm not feeling that connection. I'm not vibing with this this friend or whatever. So next thing I know, I'm hanging out with the new friend, spending all their time all my time with them and not really realizing how the other friends are receiving that, not really caring because I was very selfish about my emotions. And you know, that's one thing I realized in this is how selfish I've been with my emotions. If you're not fitting into my life, like I'm just peace, you know, I'm just gone. And it's something that with me realizing this, I, I see how far back that goes, you know, and it's just something that I'm really working on today. And I'm, I'm wanting to build these more solid friendships and, you know, with people I care about and, and work on relationships that I'd normally just, you know, forget about and move away from. I'm the opposite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the opposite, right? Like, my biggest issue like everything that you're describing there like i have found that with in a relationship with like a woman right and like it's crazy because like i was in a relationship where you know you're talking about like the getting the comfort and all that shit like i had that right but like there were other things in that relationship that i wasn't okay with right like I had boundaries in there that were being crossed all the time. And like I felt and I just felt like I wasn't being heard. And like for me it was like that was my breaking point was, you know, every day I talk to people about setting boundaries and maintaining boundaries. Right. It's what I talk to people about all the time. And like it occurred to me like I'm like You wasn't doing it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. Right. It's like I'm telling all these I'm I'm showing people, I'm talking to them, I'm I'm having them do writing exercises. Like, I'm doing all this shit with these people, but I'm not doing with this, right? And I always pride myself with people. Like, I'll tell them, like, I'm never going to ask you to do something. I want to do myself, right? But meanwhile, when it comes to the boundaries, I'm not really doing it in relationships with, like, with an intimate relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody else in life I'm doing, right? It's just that intimate relationship. So for me, I was like, man, I'm not feeling hurt and this shit's not changing, and, like, I just can't do this because I'm about to have an emotional breakdown and have to check into the behavioral health unit, right? Sign myself in. So I was, like, I got to leave. this. And, like, in the same process of that I also learned, right, like, you were talking about, like, friendships. Like, I'm a terrible friend, right? Like, I really am. Like, at the end of the day, like, the only people I've ever been able to maintain a friendship
2: with is, like, you obviously, Terry, who's now gone, right? Leland, who's now gone, right? Shane, who's in prison, right? And like, I can say their names because I got permission, right? And uh, that was it, right? And like, so like, I hold on to a lot of a lot in Dorian, right? May he
1: rest in peace. And like, all these people are are gone and like they're dead and like that bothers me. And like, I've always had that survivor's guilt and like, I hold on to it. And like, in a sense, like I've never dealt with that grief and loss. Right. So like, I struggle with new friends because of all the rejection and we're going to get deeper in these episodes where we talk about like childhood trauma, where like, I'm, you know, about the rejection, the abandonment, the physical abuse, the mental abuse, the emotional abuse, all that shit. And like, man, that really plays into even our friendships. Cause like, I'm automatically assuming everybody's leaving, right? Like you're going to leave. So I know you're going to leave. So I'm going to push you out of the way, but I don't want you to leave because like, I want you to stay. Oh, look, you're leaving. Like I knew you were going to leave. Right. And like, it's just that emotional roller coaster all the time. And like, I realized like, dude, I am a terrible friend to people because like, even with you, like, how many times do I just disappear? Mm-hmm. Right. Like I will disappear. And be and then reappear like months down the road, like hey, what's up? Let's go hang out. And then I get mad because I'm like, whoa, man, they don't want to hang out now. Well, no shit, that nobody wants to hang out. I ain't talked to you in six months, right? Yeah. So, you know, I've realized like not even that. Like my my friendships have all been really centered around selfish behaviors. It's all been centered around like, what what are you doing for me, right? And it's and then at the same token, like, I, I look at it, like, well, I'm trying to help them. And, like, I'm doing these things to help them. So, like, that's how I justify it in my mind, right? And, like, that's not okay. You know what I mean? And, like, I really struggle with that. So, like, that's what I'm trying to do now is, like, I'm trying to be more consistent with people. It's, like, I, I need people, right? And, like, I shut. And somehow or another, like, I'm a very outgoing person, but I, came, I became extremely introverted. So, like, I'm trying to, like, be more consistent. I'm trying to be more, like, not turn into a ghost. And actually hang out with people and do things and, like, you know, get out there. Because, like, it's easy for me to, like, and, like, we've talked about this, where I'll get in a relationship with a girl, shut everybody else off. Go on. He's gone. You do it. And stay in just in that relationship with that girl. And, like, no wonder it fails. Right? Because... I make that my source of happiness. And, like, even though I pretend like I don't, I do. Right? And, like, that's the codependency in me.
0: Mm Right? And that's you, like, focusing. Like, I see when you do it. Like, you focus all your energy into this relationship because, like, that's something that you can control. Mm -hmm. And you can control, you know, the things that are in your household. And if you can control that relationship. I think think, I can. Yeah, you think you can. (laughs) And... And like when when we can control those things that are around us, it makes us feel a lot more comfortable. Like, okay, I can I can control what this person knows about me, you know, how they feel about me, as long as I can handle this right, you know, and it's it's a lot easier to control one situation with one person and try to control this and then have all these other relationships going around going on, you know, outside of our household. And um I think like when we get to the point where where we focus so much energy on our relationship number 1 not only does it possibly not help the relationship but it it takes the focus away from ourselves and i notice that because i've been there too in the past where i've focused a lot of energy on someone else and you know a couple times That person probably wasn't in the right state of mind to be in a relationship with me for where I was heading, where I was trying to go. And I ended up putting my life on hold to focus on that relationship and help that other person and and make them better, hopefully. And, you know, I found that when I'm focusing too much on a certain relationship with someone instead of focusing on myself, like I'm not only hurting my relationship... But I'm not dealing with my emotions and the things that I need to deal with to make myself better, you know? Well, I think,
1: you know, and that's why, like, one of the things I had said, you know, when when I'm looking at this, I had said, like, kill them all, they don't appreciate you, right? Like, I always hear that little voice in my head that tells me, like, these people don't appreciate you, right? Like, you know, like at work, right? Like, I go to work and, like, I, I do a lot, you know what I mean? And, like, I, I try to go above and beyond at work because, like, I believe in my work and, like, I, you know, it's my heart and soul, right? Like, we all know that. And, like, I take a lot of pride in that. And uh, at the same time, like, I always feel like, man, these people around me don't appreciate, it, right? And then I go into friendships and, I'm you know, I'll get a phone call. Hey, Tyler, you know, you got a truck, piece of shit truck, but it's a truck, Right? will you you give me a hand like I need to do this now I'm like yeah no problem and then I'm like damn like you don't appreciate me when like I I try calling you for help and like you don't appreciate and like you know family right like you know like I you know that's a touchy subject right but like I feel like they don't appreciate me I feel like you know I, I get in these relationships Right. And I'm like, damn, like these people don't appreciate me. Even when you tell me you appreciate me, right? I'm always in my mind justifying you're not appreciating me. And the reason for that, like I've come to realize after doing some of this stuff is like, it's because I'm setting, and like it's crazy because like I always tell people to not do this, right? But um, I set these expectations that are unrealistic on people. Right. And then I get mad because you're not living up to my unrealistic expectation. And I'm like, well, you don't appreciate me because if you did, I wouldn't have to tell you to do this. Right. I wouldn't have to tell you that, like, I would like this. Right. I wouldn't have to tell you
2: that, like, you know, um, damn, maybe I want a birthday. Which we can get into that later because that goes into childhood. But, um, you know what I mean, where I'm, I'm sitting there like,
1: I'm gonna burn this shit to the ground, right? And like, and at the same time, like, that's why I say, like, I'll play career suicide, right? Because, like, everybody knows, like, if you're, if you come into, like, you're one of my clients, like, I will advocate to the death, right? And, like, you know that because you've seen me, like, where I'll argue with whoever, whenever. I don't care what your position is, even if it means that I'm going to lose my job or whatever, I don't care right because like I always try that codependency right I'm trying to help other people and sacrifice myself and like at the same time I think it's because I I know in my head I've done a lot of wrongs and I try to rewrite those wrongs by trying to do good things so I think by advocating I'm doing good things and I'm rewriting wrongs of the past and like that's bullshit right but at the same time, like, I have this passion, and especially for, like, drug addicts, alcoholics, you know, um, children in the system, right? Things like that is, like, I will, I will, you know, go to war for it and not care about myself. So, like, in turn, I, I take all that trauma stuff and I sacrifice it. You know what I mean? And, like, man, that's unhealthy. And, it, and that's what creates a lot of these unhealthy relationships for me. Because I do do that, and I do that even in relationships where, like, it hurts the relationship, you know? Like, when I worked with children, right? Remember that, man um, you'll remember this because you were, you were there for all this. It's like, my dad, dad, we're doing recording, right? He's a nut. But, um, nah, like... You, Remember, like, I was, because I went into a dark place when I worked with the children at CYS, right? Like, I I was working there and, like, I I felt like I needed to, like, protect people. I don't know what was going on in my mind. I just know I went to a dark place, right? And, like, I come home and, like, I I wasn't talking to the girl I was with. Like, dealing with sex abuse cases, right? So, like, I didn't want to, I don't want you to touch me, right? And, like, that's something that we don't talk about as men is, like, and, like some of this shit bothered me to the point like i'd come home like don't touch me i don't want to have sex with you i sure in the hell don't want to hug you or kiss you because like i'm dealing with some shit, and like i don't want that intimacy right and like i'm dealing with this stuff and like eventually the girl ended up cheating on me and like we broke up and she left and whatever and like that affected me but like i get it right like she did that because bro like i neglected her completely right i was an asshole just completely neglected and i'd never I never communicated. I never explained why. Mm. Right? Feeling the way we're feeling and not explaining why. Right? So, like, that's the other side of this. Is like we feel these things, and sometimes I don't explain why I feel these things. And, like, in turn, that affects
0: all these relationships. No, I like how you brought that up about, like, going through those emotions and not talking about them with your partner. You know, because I know I've been there, you know... (laughs) It definitely wasn't the same situation that you were in, but you know, like when when you have a partner and then there's you feel the vibe is off, and it's a lot of the time I realized it was because I was struggling communicating what I was feeling. You know, we don't always want to be the one to say, "Hey, you know, as men, hey, this is how I'm feeling in in our relationship." And women, yeah, because women are the same way. Yeah, no, I agree. But you know, like it's going back to where I said as men. How, you know, we're taught to not show our emotion and not talk about these things. But there's plenty of, you know, times in past relationships where I could have communicated how I was feeling and instead I just kind of sat back back and hoped that things would change because I didn't want to deal with that. I didn't want to sure. vocalize what I was going through emotionally because I didn't want my partner to feel, to see me as being vulnerable because... You know, in a man's eyes, that shows weakness and I didn't want to show that. So in turn, I ended up getting to a point in certain relationships where I would just kind of slowly drift away so I could get to a point where I could cut it off because I wasn't Mm -hmm. feeling what I needed out of that situation without even expressing or communicating what was really going on inside my head. And you know, looking back, a lot of it was issues that I had from, you know, past traumas as a kid and, you know, not wanting to communicate things because I remember when I was younger, I would communicate certain things that I was going through with friends or whoever and I would just get shut down like, oh, you know, really, that's that's not something that serious, you know, and and, and I remember like thinking that and so I was As a child, I was so hesitant on opening up to other people, especially, you know, people close to me, friendships and everything, because I didn't want to be looked at a certain type of way, and I didn't want people to see me as... Uh, In a way that would push them away from me. So I was very closed off to talking about things. And I think that's why I would cut so many people off when it got to that point Mm. where I wasn't feeling that connection with them anymore. And as a kid, all I wanted to do was fit in. I just wanted you to like me. I didn't care how you like me. And if I thought that by me talking about something that I was going through was going to push you away, I wouldn't talk about it, Mm. you know? Which is why I would, I would keep recycling these friendships over and over and over again. You know, and I even say, you know, when I give a lead, I was a chameleon. I would be whoever That's you fact. wanted me to be so that we could be friends. I hung out with every group in high school, every single one. I, I fit in there and, you know, I talked to everyone. I was very outgoing and open, but none of those people in those group, groups really knew who I was. You know, I didn't even know who I was because I would change so much to fit in with the people around me because I didn't really want them to know how I was feeling or what I was going through, you know, and as an adult who still struggled with that, you know, once I began to, you know, get sober and work on myself, you know, I realized how big of an issue that was and how much I needed to change and how I needed to open up about those things and just. Be me. You know, like I've realized that I'm not the same person that I was 10 years ago. I realized that 10 years ago, I didn't even know who I was. And, you know, as time goes by, I get more comfortable with who I am and people knowing who I am. And I think that that's this podcast is a culmination of that on my side, you know, at least where I'm just ready to be open. You know, how you feel. Think about what I say or, or who I am is really none of my business, um, and that's just where I'm at with that. Yeah, yeah I to steal my tagline.
1: But... <laughs>
2: I've
1: been saying but, it for years. No, like I, I, feel that right, and like, but I, I feel, I feel for me like not communicating this, I become emotionally numb, right to the point where I no longer know the man in the mirror, because like how you know, and we've been talking for so long all throughout the years you know, I I straight become so emotionally numb, I no longer care, right? And like, I do care, but like, I, I don't, right? And like, it's because I become so emotionally numb, and I look in the mirror, and like, I don't know who that person is. And like, you know, I hear those little voices in the head, right? And that's a metaphor, right? I don't really hear voices in my head, but, but like, you know what I mean? But I hear these voices in my head that are like, know so, bro you're you're worthless you know what i mean like and i and i hear this like oh you're worthless like you don't care you're emotionally numb you've checked out and like in a sense what brought me into writing this stuff and like i did check out like i emotionally checked out and emotionally became so numb and like just recently like within the past like three days recently I feel a flame relit inside and like, you know, it's cause I went to that conference thing, but, and we'll talk about that later, the episode, but you know, like I had a situation occur that like, you know, it was deep for me and very emotional. And like, I, um, you know, I I felt that fire relit, you know? Cause like, you know, when we're talking about being kids and shit, like where I spent most of my time in juvie. Right. Like we know that. And like, when I was in Vision Quest, like I couldn't talk about emotions, right? Talk about emotions, holy hell. I drop a pencil on the floor and they're jamming my head through a, a wall, right? I've been thrown, like, I remember I just didn't want to, like, I'm a kid, right? I just didn't want to clean a bathroom one time. I was like, man, I'm not cleaning the bathroom. I'm not a janitor. Worst thing I could have said, right? I ended up, drill instructor threw me through the wall, right? Literally, I was laying in the, the wall, right? Like grown ass men beating up kids, right? Like uh, and like, and you don't think about that. I've never thought about that until this, right? Where it was like, damn, like as a teenager, even because like I was there from like you know fourteen to eighteen. Like as I was up there, like I'm constantly damn near every day I'm getting beat up by a grown ass adult, and like I never thought about that.
2: And like even as a child. When I was a kid, and, like, you know, my uncle, and, like, me and him have a great relationship, right?
1: Like, I don't want to knock him because I'm sure he's going to watch this. And I love my uncle more than anybody, like,
2: more than anybody today. Like, him and I are are amazing. Like, we got a great relationship. And, like, I'll probably call him when I leave. But, uh, you know, like, he went through his own problem as a
1: kid, right? Because, like, he was a kid, too, when I was a kid because right? my mom had me when she was 17, so you know my uncle was real young. We're not far in age, and like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember just being upset about something, like, oh, you know, like this and that, and then like you beat the piss out, right? And I got to call my aunt while she was in Pittsburgh, like, you know, come get me, and my aunt would be like, you know, get him on the phone, and like, you know, she was always, she's all, my aunt's always been my saving grace. She's always always been there for me. But you know what I mean? Like it it was crazy because we couldn't communicate, right? So like
2: we lower levels are where we sit at, right? So in a sense, you know, the 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 kettle calling the pot black, right? Pot calling the kettle black, however you want to word that, right? Um it does the episode. Yeah. And so so you got um you got
0: episode 2. And so so episode 2 is we're going to in lower levels. That's why I left off yeah. with saying. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to delve into that yeah. a little bit more. So come back. Yeah. You know, thank you trapped emotion it's podcast out correctly.
1: All right. Yeah. So Justin so Justin, come here. All right. <laughs> so, real quick on camera because this mm-hmm. is the first episode. I want everybody to see Justin. Justin here. This is my guy, right? This is He'll sit on a he,
0: pyramid. I, I've been,
1: <laughs> known, no, no. been known Justin since he was a little kid, wasn't allowed out of the yard. He hates when I'm, I mention that. His mom wouldn't let him out of the yard when he was a well, little kid. A
2: gangster, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? But not.
1: Justin's our production team, right? So this is the whole team of Trapped Emotions right here, the three of us. Justin is our everything, right? So he does, he's doing, he does the setup, he does the video, he does the audio. He's even doing directing, so what you can't see is him back there kind of pointing to things and, like, doing stuff. So Justin is our brains behind all this. And, like, you know, he kind of is our our operational person here. So I just wanted to put him on camera real quick because this is the first episode. And I want people to see him because I'm very proud of Justin for where he came at. Um, You know, because, like, I know he don't don't like me to talk about... I'm going to talk about this anyway. Go ahead. But, like, Justin at one point in time was a client of mine right and like you know like to say that i i can because i have <laughs> permission i, permission. Yeah, right right. I got Justin's permission yeah. right so justin I, like I've, it's been cool for me because i've got to watch justin as a little kid when we was kids right and watch him come up and like it's really cool for me to see his growth and like i'm so happy that he's a part of this project with us and like i just want to big him up real quick so y'all can see Justin, he's come a long way Appreciate from when he was nodding out of the, at the gas station looking for his for a of chicken. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so, like, now, right now, you've seen, you know, us just scratch the surface on so many issues that we're going to talk about here. This is just, you know, our entry level episode where where we want you guys to just kind of get an idea of some things yeah. we went through. You know, we're going to get into certain top topics and subjects that, you know, we really think that y'all will appreciate. And this is three men here getting together and speaking yep. about what, what's going on in our heads. Amen. And there's a lot of healing going on here. We hope that y'all can heal with us. Trapped Emotions Podcast. So See, like they
1: always say, like it, subscribe it send it and share, right.
0: share, share 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 with share
1: everybody. It, like it whatever they whatever they he, say yeah, whatever. hit the bell no, hit the no, notification you, know, no. you know the drill they say it on every damn show so like do that we hope that you support us man we love you we appreciate the fact i appreciate i appreciate more than anything that people actually give a fuck about what we have to say right, right? like that blows my mind that people actually want to hear this shit um We're going to, and we're going to do our best, man. And I am going to take, we are going to take you through these one through seven. Um, Check it out, man. You can read it. If you want to read along with it, I posted it on Facebook. So if you got me on Facebook, do that. If you don't just add me, I'll, I'll add you. So you can read along with it. And like, hope I'll have Andrew will post the one through seven on his page too. And then that way you guys can read along with it and like, Kind of feel where we're at. And we hope that you grow with us. You know, the whole point of this, heal with us. Love you. Heal with us.
2: Woo!
1: (laughs) See you next
2: time. Amen. Amen. Uh, Let's do that over, man. I don't like it.